Welcome to the Experience Taiwan Podcast. This is Jamie. This is Jason. So, uh, Jason, what's on your mind? Ah, uh, museums and traveling back in time. So, if you're a first-time visitor mm-hmm. coming to Taiwan, or in this case, Taipei, what would you say is a must-see museum? Ah, uh, well, it's a must-see museum. It's called the National Palace Museum or Gu Gong, just because it has uh, items that you know they can trace it back to about five thousand years or so. And it's a collection that uh, definitely will not see anywhere else in the world. One thing that's uh, really amazing, as Jason just mentioned, over five thousand years of ethnic Chinese history there, over six hundred thousand pieces of artifacts. You know, most of which were originated uh, in China that were brought over. And what's quite remarkable, I've been into the museum probably two or three times. Mm-hmm. And what's really cool about it is. Obviously, you might wonder, oh, how can they possibly exhibit six hundred thousand pieces? Well, that's the key. They don't. They kind of yeah. have a rotation, and the cool thing is, is about every three months they'll rotate, so you can constantly see. If you're someone who enjoys history, you're someone who enjoys、uh, ancient Chinese history. This is a great place where you can really go experience that and see all the many different facets of it. And if you go four times a year. Or in fact, probably if you go consistently every year, you can maybe in a lifetime you might be able to see all six hundred thousand. And I think that's extremely smart of them. And、uh, one interesting fact is, these artifacts are from、uh, one of the most famous, I think,、uh, places that people will know in history is the Forbidden City. That's something that is not a lot is known. And I think back then the Chinese emperors stayed in the city. I guess for safety reasons, they would not travel outside of the city. So inside, the city was quite big and had a lot of artifacts and gems.、Uh, but those, as you know, people understand, it's probably not seen by a lot of people outside the city. Yeah. So I mean, the value of this overall collection is just—it truly is an invaluable. Now, there are many different types of artifacts, obviously, in this collection. So、mm-hmm. of course, there are sculptures,、uh, furniture. But also, and very notably, paintings. So, actually, some of the most popular and famous、uh, artifacts are actually paintings. Now, some notable ones in terms of popular exhibit items include,、mm-hmm. for example, the jade cabbage,、mm-hmm. the meat-shaped stone,、mm-hmm. and what's called the mao gong ding.、Mm-hmm. These are ones that are very popular. But also, there are some、uh, watercolor paintings, you know,、mm-hmm. of kind of mountain scenery. The,、uh, I, I think typically what we think of when we think of, for example, Chinese or East Asian painting. Yeah.、Uh, most notably. We have travelers among mountains and streams, early spring, and whispering pines in myriad valleys. These two have very different styles, but also an amazing job of conveying their different time periods. Yes, and I think one the reason why the paintings are so popular is that the way it's set up, it makes you feel like you're literally walking into the painting and reliving、uh, time. So it's like you're time traveling back into the days where the Forbidden City is actually still being used. I will say that regardless of the exhibit that's available for you when you visit this museum, is definitely you could easily spend an entire day、yeah. if you wanted. I mean, at the very least, three or four hours in there to see everything. Typically, they'll arrange it from you know from very ancient.、Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking you know Shangsha, you know dynasties, you know five thousand years ago.、Mm-hmm. You know, to more to like for example Ming, Ming Dynasty, Qing Dynasty, and then even modern you know modern stuff. So. They kind of do it in a chronological way, so you can really kind of see the the neat evolution over those you know several period you know thousands of years. Definitely, definitely, and I think one of the reasons why I want to visit it was just to know more about the history 
of pretty much the culture here in Taiwan. Because everything we can trace back, a lot of the history is so many years. You know, like, uh, for example, the States, it's a couple hundred. But we're talking about Chinese history, where it goes back to a couple thousand years. And that's something that I think is just fascinating for me. Yeah, this is, um, I think you bring up a, an interesting point. This is, I would say, you know, especially if you watch the uh, <laughs> current international news, what yeah. kind of makes... Uh, you know, Taiwan's situation on the global stage so interesting and I think often confusing for people mm-hmm. is that, yes, you know, hundreds of years ago, most of the immigrants came from China. Mm-hmm. But then as they came to Taiwan, you know, as we said, there was the indigenous culture and then over a few hundred years, mm-hmm. it formed into its own local culture. And that's what we think of as the Taiwanese culture. Mm-hmm. So you might, everyone might have noticed I mentioned ethnic Chinese in the beginning because, yes, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people here are ethnically Chinese, but I would say now, Mm-hmm. really the culture here is Taiwanese. But yes, if you when you go to the Palace Museum, mm-hmm. you really are getting a look back in time towards ancient Chinese history. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that influence and that, I would say, those cultural genes mm-hmm. in Taiwanese society today. No, I think you hit around the spot. Uh, when you actually see the origins and compare it to what you see now in Taiwan, you kind of learn and appreciate and you learn more about uh how the people have involved, you know, whether they're doing environments or the beliefs. And it's something that just makes, like every time I always refer back to uh, reading a good book, it just makes you want to learn and know more about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Taiwan truly is, uh, historically speaking, culturally speaking, it, it really is a cultural and historical melting pot. Yeah. And it really isn't as simple as just saying, oh, for example, Taiwanese speak Chinese or Taiwanese Mandarin. I mean, it, it really is because of history that some of the issues that we're dealing with now are, are so challenging and confusing. Yeah, and uh, I think uh, part of the reasons why Taiwan being so diverse and hospitable for foreigners is that they think of uh, all the popular obstacles that you might encounter. Why are you visiting the museum? If you need to visit other places, if you're hungry, they even have an app that the government created is called Huayu 101, and you can use that to communicate with uh, people in the museum or around. To get around. Yeah, so basically how the app works is it's kind of divided amongst a few probably crucial topics that a traveler might need to convey some important messages. And basically what it does is it gives some basic polite commands. For example, I'd like this or I'd like to order this. Um, Because I think quite often the the issue and the challenge with these type of translation tools is, you know, the device says something to them and they talk back to you and you're still back at square one. You're like, I don't know what you just said. And, uh, you know, both of us can speak Mandarin. We can both admit that it is very difficult to learn. Mm-hmm. And I think for the, for folks here who maybe they're not sure if they would want to learn Mandarin right away, it's a helpful tool that you can use in the meantime. Definitely, definitely. I help you get your uh, ways around, get started. But as we mentioned, uh, the people in Taiwan, the Taiwanese are extremely friendly. So don't be afraid to walk up and just kind of uh, use hand gestures as well if uh, you feel like that's the way to go. People here is not going to give you kind of uh, any kind of dirty looks. They, they would be more than willing to help you. Absolutely. And I, I will say, and I don't love it. I do know many expats who have lived in Taiwan for a long time who still don't speak any Mandarin. So you can live here and thrive here if you don't speak Mandarin. Although I would still highly suggest you learn Mandarin. <laughs> exactly. So that's, I think that just speaks volumes of uh, the culture here in Taiwan. The Taiwanese, first of all, are extremely friendly. One of the reasons why there's a lot of diversity here in Taiwan and visiting the museum kind of gives you an idea of the origins, and it's a gradual process, and I think it'll help you to appreciate the beauty of uh, the culture here, and also the people, and what they have, have gone through, 
and I guess what for the future, you know, what's in store for them for the future. Yeah, as well. I think, um, you know, especially if you just want to understand kind of the international dynamic that's going on right now, you can't understand it if you don't understand the history. Yeah. So yeah. I think understanding ancient history and connecting it to history and what's going on right now will just make it better, not only for you to understand what's going on, but to better appreciate Taiwan as well. Yeah, exactly. So I think part of the Taiwan experience for me is just uh, the museum itself. We'll talk more about the origins if you plan on visiting. And then while you're traveling around Taiwan, as we mentioned in other episodes, uh, through the indigenous tribes, you can understand the uh, timeline of how they got involved once people are in Taiwan. And by visiting the food or even Taipei 101, it kind of holds more and shows you a glimpse of uh, what the future holds. Yeah, and in fact, I think, you know, considering we've talked so much about the indigenous tribes in Taiwan, mm -hmm. I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention that there's actually a museum, you know, regarding the Taiwanese indigenous tribes literally right across the street from the mm -hmm. National Palace Museum. Mm, yes. So whether you scheduled it in one day or one day you went to the Palace Museum and the next day you could visit that, the indigenous people's museum right across the street. And I think that would be an excellent way to also learn more about that part of Taiwan culture as well. Oh, I totally agree. You made a great point. Um, for someone to truly get a picture of the history, the culture of Taiwan, these two are a definite must for you to visit and experience. So I think that's all we have to cover for today regarding the Gugong, the National Palace Museum, and also uh, some of the other historical nuances uh, that we've kind of been talking about today. But we hope you enjoyed today's episode and we look forward to seeing you in our next one. Take care, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye. Copyright by Ministry of Education.